Get the little ones, sit back, relax, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. And now, Dakota Ring Theater presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! The Red Panda, mysterious crusader for justice, hides his true identity as one of the city's wealthiest men in his never-ending battle against crime and corruption. Only his trusty driver, Kit Baxter, who joins him in his quest in the guise of the Flying Squirrel, knows who wears the mask of the Red Panda. This episode, The Sweet Tooth. Good morning, young lady, and welcome to My Next Chocolates, the finest confections in this or any city. How may I tempt you today? Leaping lizards, Mrs. Minak. This is the third time I've been in this week. How long till I rate above a young lady? Oh, my. Oh, oh, it's Miss Baxter, isn't it? Oh, forgive me, child. <laughs> These old eyes are not what they once were. <laughs> Don't worry about it, Mrs. Minak. We're none of us getting any younger. What's that? Oh, no. No, quite. <laughs> and what can I do for you today, my dear? What was it? The milk chocolate with the hazelnuts? That was Tuesday. Last time was a dark chocolate with the raisins. Oh, yes. Mm. Yeah. Here, my dear, try a bit of this. It's quite fresh. Mm. Oh, oh, that's good. Mm. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> what is it? Kit? Uh, Kit? Are you in here? Mm. Here I am, boss. Kit? Boss, this is Mrs. Minak. She owns a place. How do you do, sir? I'm quite well, thank you. I'm glad to hear it. Mm, Mrs. Minak, this is delicious. What do you call it? It's a bonbon of my own creation, my dear. I haven't thought to name it yet. Yes, I'm quite well. I'm just a little confused. Oh, the caramel is so smooth. I'm sorry, sir. Did you say you were... Confused? Yes. That was me, all right. I'll take a little box of these, please. You see, I was riding along in my car, the large one out front, parked on the somewhat rakish angle. Oh, yes? On my way to a dreary charity breakfast. Nothing very exciting, but you know how it is. Oh, my. When quite suddenly mm. and entirely without warning, my trusty driver, Kit Baxter, turned down this side street, stopped abruptly in front of your shop, and ran in your door as if rescuing a Renoir from a flood. Uh-oh. Here she comes. Boss. Hello. Oh, dear. Boss. I'm right here. The breakfast. It's all right, Kit. I had no intention of arriving on time. Think how people would talk. I don't know what came over me. I didn't mean to cause any trouble. It's no trouble, really. Though we should probably be going. Oh, your chocolates, Miss Baxter. Oh, gee, I, I shouldn't. We are already here. Right, right. What do I owe you, Mrs. Minak? Oh, think nothing of it, my dear. Oh, now I couldn't. Just come back and see us again soon. <laughs> when you aren't otherwise occupied. Oh, thank you. I will. Nice to have met you, Mrs. Minak. And you, sir. Oh, I beg your pardon, miss. Uh, my fault. My fault entirely. You I... look quite pale. Are you all right? Uh, yes, ye yes. Excuse me, I, I have to... Good morning, young lady, and welcome to my next chocolates, the finest confections in this or any city. How may I tempt you today? Did you see that woman? That was strange. Very strange. She was, wasn't she? She seemed almost in a daze. 
I half expected her to faint. She gave me the wrong chocolates. What? These have a creme filling. The others were a sort of caramel. Kit. Hmm? Charity breakfast. Right. Sorry, boss. I'll get things back on track. We really don't need Hold you. on to your hat. Squirrel? Kit, are you in here? Down here, Red Panda. What are you doing? Just giving the Pandamobile a quick tune-up. What's on your mind? I found your dinner in the crime lab. You've hardly touched it. Yeah, I just wasn't really in the mood. For corned beef on rye? The boys at the deli even threw in an extra pickle. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you can get too much of a good thing. As long as it's not made of chocolate. What's that? That got your attention. Honestly, Kit, I never knew you to have such a sweet tooth. You, uh, knew I was a girl, though, right? I'm sorry? You should be. Girls like chocolate, boss. As soon as I get this transmission back together, I'd be happy to give you a comprehensive list of other things girls like. Kit Baxter, behave yourself. <laughs> yes, boss. How much do you know about that chocolate shop? My next? Not much. I just discovered it on Tuesday. Strange place for a confectioner's, don't you think? Down that blind alley? I guess so. In a bad neighborhood? It's my neighborhood, actually. In fact, I can't seem to find any record of it at all. Well, the sign above the door says they've been there more than 20 years. Strange. There's no record of a business license ever being issued. Ah, boss. You know how these mom-and-pop outfits are? Still. Look, I don't know what came over me this morning, but I said I'm sorry. You've never had a craving? Is that what you call it? Is that what this is about? No. It's about the woman who was coming in as we were leaving. The one you said looked distracted and pale. Yes. Doesn't it strike you as odd that a woman who looks that distraught would run to a chocolate shop? <laughs> Red Panda, don't uh, take this the wrong way. But you don't have a clue about women, do you? There was a right way to take that? When a girl is feeling blue, next to a pile of roses from a tall, dark, and handsome... You may want to write this down. Pile of roses. Seen the paper tonight? He said, changing the subject. No, the paper boy doesn't deliver to the garage in our top-secret underground lair. Police this hour are redoubling their efforts in the matter of the disappearance of Cynthia Muldoon, daughter of one of the city's finest families. Ah, the city's finest families. How many days would I have to be missing to make the paper? That aside, Miss Muldoon's family hasn't seen her since last night. They checked the boyfriend? No boyfriend, apparently. Maybe that's the problem. A spokesman for the family said Miss Muldoon had been increasingly prone to distraction lately... She had kept to herself, refusing meals. Mm, sounds like man trouble to me. That's the angle the police are working. Then why not? If no one's seen her since last night... I didn't say that. I said her family hasn't seen her. Did somebody else? You did. Look at the picture. Red Panda. Is that... The woman we saw in your chocolate shop this morning. How's that lock coming? Did I mention this goes against my better judgment? About 40 times. Open the window. Yes, boss. Carefully and quietly. We don't want to upset the Muldoons more than they already are. Heaven forfend. I still say we should have started at Minak's shop. Red Panda, 
A young girl like Cynthia Muldoon doesn't just disappear. If she's run off, it's for a reason. We've got a better chance of finding that reason here at her home than in that dear old lady's shop. Just as you say. Where do you want to start? She must have kept something. A diary, anything. Why? Because every girl has secrets she'll only tell to herself. Really? I, uh, didn't mean me. I, I meant other girls. Regular girls. Girls who can't put a high-performance transmission back together in 20 minutes. Right. Trust me. I know cars and I know diaries. Don't move! How are you with irate fathers with shotguns? Isn't that, uh, your department? Hmm, touche. Who are you? What have you done with my daughter? You're Clarence Muldoon. How do you know that? Who else would be wearing pajamas in your house while holding a 10-gauge on two masked intruders? It's all right, Mr. Muldoon. We're here to help. Help? This is your idea of help? You break into my home, my daughter's room... Put the gun down, Mr. Muldoon. I'd rather not have to hypnotize you. Hypnotize? What in blazes? Turn the lights on, Squirrel. Squirrel? You. You're the Red Panda. That's right. I don't have to introduce the young woman in the squirrel suit, do I? Hi. They say you're vigilantes, that you commit more crimes than you solve. And what do you say? I say my daughter needs all the help she can get. What can you do? We don't know yet. Do the police have any leads? The police? Bah! They think Cynthia has run off. Probably with some young man. Well, such things have been known. Not Cynthia. She's a happy girl, but quiet and almost painfully shy. The idea that she could just... Take it easy, sir. Take it easy! Or at least try and minimize the dramatic gestures with the hardware. Red Panda, look! What is it, Squirrel? These little boxes. Do they look familiar? There's a phrase that's rattling around in my head. What do you think it is? I told you so. Ah, that was it. Mm -hmm. My daughter had discovered a new chocolate shop in town, quite by accident. She was... She is quite taken with them. Four or five little boxes here. Yes, yes. She would ask every day this week if she could have Jeffrey drive her round... She couldn't go unaccompanied, of course. Wrong sort of neighborhood. Quite. Look, what has this nonsense got to do with my daughter? Probably nothing, Mr. Muldoon. Probably nothing at all. But if the police are playing the safe odds, you won't mind if we play a long shot? Just find my daughter, you hear me? I'll give you anything you want. Yes, sir. <laughs> You are listening to the Red Panda Adventures from Decoder Ring Theatre. Your address for adventure, mystery, and comedy. Good morning, young lady, and welcome to my next chocolates, the finest confections in this horrendous city. How may I... Oh... Oh, it's you, Miss Baxter. Uh, Mrs. Minack? Not working today, I hope. I... I don't... By which I mean I hope you haven't left your employer parked outside. I... No. No, I have the day off. Ah, a whole day with no obligations. How nice of you to drop by to see me. Uh, wrong chocolates. What's that, my dear? Uh, I'm sorry. I hardly slept. I'm having trouble 
focusing. Oh, dear. I do hope you didn't drive that enormous automobile in such a state. No. No, I walked over from from my apartment. I do wonder if you're feeling quite all right, my dear. It's so strange, Mrs. Minak. It all started yesterday, when you gave me the wrong chocolates. Did I? Yes. You gave me a bite of something, with a sort of caramel, but then the box was full of something different. Oh, dear, how careless of me. I'm not complaining, you understand, but I haven't been able to stop thinking about that other chocolate. All day and all night. Odd. I wouldn't have thought you'd had enough to... To make such a lasting impression. You must have quite a sweet tooth, my dear. So I've been told. Yes. I believe I know just what you're looking for here, behind the counter. Tell me, did anyone think it was odd you are coming to a chocolate shop so early in the morning? I... I didn't tell anyone where I was going. But surely you've told others about my shop. Word of mouth is terribly important, you know. Actually... I've almost wanted to keep it a secret. Isn't that silly? Not at all, my dear, not at all. Sometimes the finest things are best kept secret. I think this is what you've been looking for. Thank you. What is the matter, child? Don't you want to try it? Yes, of course. Delicious, isn't it? Mm. Mm, Yes. Mm, There's something... Yes? Um, a, A numbness... Hmm. My my tongue. Never fear, child. The effect is purely temporary. That numbness you describe must be creeping through your veins just now. Yes. Washing away all pain. Yes. All fear. Yes. And in its place, a profound sense of well-being. Yes. It's quite remarkable the effect a sweet can have on the human body. Even more remarkable when one has made a long study of it, as I have. Would you like to have a tour of the kitchen? Yes. Right this way, my dear. (gasps) This... this place! Not quite what you expected, my dear. Come in. Never fear. These machines! Yes. Who are all of these people attached to these machines? You are a curious girl, aren't you? Most have lost the will to question their surroundings by this point. What have you done to me? Nothing more than I have done to all the young women you see here. My sweets have taken away their pain, taken away their fears. You've you've drugged them. Drugged me. Nothing so very crude as all that, my dear. There are things more powerful than science. More powerful and much more ancient. You're mad. Do you think so? Is it madness to want to live? To do everything possible to continue my work? What work? The time for talk is finished, Miss Baxter. You will sit in that empty chair. No. I'm afraid you will find it quite impossible to resist. You see, there was more to those sweets than met the eye. Poison. No, Miss Baxter, far from it. At first, I merely boosted the natural ingredients to give you the feeling of satisfaction, of well-being. My sweets were the most delicious thing you'd ever had. Until the next time. And the next. And so, with each of my specimens, each sample more wonderful, harder to resist, drawing you back again and again. You're a monster. If you like. It makes very little difference what you think now. The final stage involves a powerful hypnotic agent. Your will is now my will. No. You are strong, young lady, but not strong enough. You will sit in that empty chair. 
No! You say so, but you comply nonetheless. The chair is comfortable, is it not? So comfortable, so relaxing. You can feel all of your problems slipping away, all your fears. No! And now I simply connect you to the machine. Like all of the others, just so... And when I turn this switch, your energies, your very soul will become mine. Don't touch that dial. What? Who the devil are you? You're not from around here, are you, Mrs. Minak? Stay back. You certainly haven't been here for the 20 years your sign suggests. Not another step. You see, in my city, when a power-mad villain is surprised by a man in a bright red mask... She generally knows she is about to meet justice at the hands of the Red Panda. Stay where you are or they all die. That got your attention, didn't it? What have you done to them, Minak? If that is your real name... It hardly matters. I have had many names. Many names in many lands for more years than you could possibly imagine. You can't be a day over 60. You think so, do you? I have been probing the secrets of life since your grandfather's grandfather was nothing more than a gleam in his grandfather's eye. Impossible. And yet you believe me. You believe I have the power of life and death over these girls. I believe that you've kidnapped a dozen young women for your mad purposes, and I believe that it all ends now. Does it indeed, masked man? My mad purpose, as you call it, it is nothing more or less than unlocking the secrets of life itself. The work of a dozen lifetimes, more than a mere mortal could ever hope to achieve. Am I supposed to believe you to be immortal? Immortal? Not truly. Not yet. There are arts more ancient than the crude science of today. Secrets lost and not yet rediscovered. I am the master of those secrets, Red Panda. And my discoveries shall benefit all mankind. The people you've imprisoned don't seem to have benefited much, Minak. A regrettable necessity. In order to complete my studies, to unlock the keys that separate science and what you would call alchemy or occult magics to reduce the elemental forces of the universe to their contingent... Yes, yes, I'm terribly impressed. You impudent whelp. It would take many lifetimes to achieve my goals, and it has done. Every few decades, I am forced to take what nature would not provide, to steal, in effect, the life force of others. Am I supposed to believe this fairy story? It matters very little what you believe, for you see the effect before you. Once it was possible to simply take what I needed, human life was cheap... Now I am reduced to this spider's game, a new city, a new shop of sweet lures. Sweets for the sweet, all so full of life. How many times have you gotten away with this, Minak? I cannot even begin to count. <laughs> it's all so easy. With each fresh spirit absorbed, I get younger, stronger, until my dear ones have given all they can and are reduced to mere husks, empty shells. A process which will happen in an instant if you make one false move. This is why such a fancy chocolate shop appeared so out of the way and in such a neighborhood. Yes, I learned a century ago in Vienna that taking the cream of society would not go unnoticed. But young girls living alone, who would miss them? And how seriously would the authorities take it until it was far too late? You made a mistake in taking Cynthia Muldoon. 
That couldn't escape notice. Yes, I admit that was my folly. But such a dear thing, so innocent and yet brimming, almost bursting with life. You see, just like my specimens, I'm a victim of my own sweet tooth. And now we are at an impasse. Do you think so? If you stay, they will die. If you drain their life's energies without receiving it yourself, you will die. My guess is you can only take so much so fast that you keep your victims alive as long as you can. You're just guessing. It's not without precedent. Other insects have been known to do the same thing. You're trying to make me angry. Is it working, you hag? Your childish insults have no effect on me. Is that a fact, you spineless, blood-sucking leech? Do you think you can beat me with ridiculous taunts? No, you pathetic, self-aggrandizing, poor excuse for a vampire. I think I can distract you. What? Think fast, Minak. Oh! Oh! You! Oh. It's impossible! Then I guess this won't hurt a bit! But uh, how? There are mystic secrets that science does not yet understand, Minak. But powerful hypnotic agents aren't among them. From the behavior Cynthia Muldoon exhibited, it wasn't hard to guess the family of chemicals you were working with and prepare an antitoxin. And once I'd identified this young woman as your likely next victim and procured her cooperation... Speaking of which, hand me that crowbar, would you, Red Panda? What's that? Uh, yes, all right, but don't damage the machine too badly. Who wants to use it on the machine? <laughs> you think just because they're not rich that nobody cares about them, don't you? You think you can take whatever you want and justify mass murder? You think you can live forever? Guess again! That's enough! <laughs> we need her to repair what she's done. Never! You'll never be able to reverse the process. No, but you will. Why should I? Because you will have no choice. You see, Minak, there are many ancient secrets that science has yet to rediscover, and you are not the master of them all. What science might call hypnosis. The power to project my mind into yours. No. To make my will your will. No. You will reverse the process, Minak. You will restore to these young women the life energies that you have stolen from them. The Red Panda demands it. Masked hero saves socialite. Muldoon family rejoices. That's a swell headline. You don't sound that happy. Muldoon said he'd give you anything you wanted if we saved his daughter. And you think I asked him for a little press? Did you? That was his idea, I'm afraid. His daughter's absence had been widely reported. He was concerned about her reputation. And all those other girls? They'd been missing for days, but I guess it doesn't matter what anyone thinks of them. If the whole story had been reported... Then Minak's machine would become public knowledge. Who knows to what foul use it might be put. Instead, it's crated up in our lab where it can't harm anyone, and Minak's mummified remains have gone to Dr. Chronopolis for study. So you pose for a photo shaking Mr. Muldoon's hand? You object to helping Cynthia Muldoon? I object that there's people we're not helping as much as we're helping her. They're people like me, and people like you don't think they're worth very much. Is that what you think? Maybe. 
Did you read that article? What's to read? <clears throat> In celebration, Clarence Muldoon announced the establishment of the Muldoon Foundation, a multi-million-dollar fund to aid young women of all backgrounds, whom these difficult times have brought great hardship to. Housing, nutrition, and economic relief are to be the foundation's primary goals. What? Let me see that. That's what I asked Clarence Muldoon for. You, you're, you're all right. You know that. I'm not people like them, and neither are you. We're people like us, and we think they're all worth everything. I'll see you later. Where are you going? Patrol. Without me? You're suffering from withdrawal of a powerful chemical agent. If it's because of what I said. Actually, it's because you hit that old woman with a crowbar. She was a monster. You'll be right as rain in a day or so. In the meantime, I'm sure the pandemobile could use your attention. What do you mean? I just. Hey, get back here. Is there a problem? There seems to be a "get well soon" card on the front seat. That was nice of someone. Attached to a small pile of roses. Hmm. Never thought a dozen constituted a pile. But then I haven't got a clue about women, have I? And so concludes another adventure of the Red Panda. This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Decoder Ring Theater through arrangement with him. These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theater brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero. This is Stephen Burley reminding you, DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure. The Red Panda Adventures, Episode Sixteen: The Sweet Tooth, was written and directed by Greg Taylor and featured the vocal talents of Gregory Z. Cook, Monica Cote, Leslie Livingston, Clarissa Dunderlanden, and Greg Taylor. Until next time, for all of us here, good night. Apparently, you enjoy listening to audio dramas since you're hearing this message. I'll keep it short so you can get back to the fun stuff. If you would like to see and experience how all these stories, voices, sound effects, and music come together to create theater, theater of, the of the mind, make plans to visit the Modern Audio Drama Convention in Halifax, Nova Scotia, July 24th through 26, 2020. Meet the creators. Find out how to write, record, mix, sweeten, and produce movies that play in your head. See what the voices you hear actually look like. We never look like we sound. For all the details, visit madcon.com. That's M-A-D, as in modern audio drama, then dash, as in dash on over, then con, as in convention, duh, then dot, as in it'll be the most fun you've had in a while, period, then com, as in come on over, we'll love to see you. Madcon, your ears and brain will thank you.